How we doing, everybody? Tim from Ski Rex Media with you once again. Yes, once again, talking more about skiing, snowboarding, snow sports, all kinds of stuff. From again with people from all over the world, and this time we're going just north into Canada. Um, but it's more than that today. For this, for this episode, it's all about tech. You like technology? I love technology. I say exploit it while it's here, use it while it's here, enjoy it. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Communiski app with the head person in charge over there. We'll get to that. But first, like I've been doing for weeks now, and I don't care if you're sick of it, I'm going to keep doing it. Wellback Mountain, one of my favorite places, my home mountain, as I say, 15 minutes from the Ski Rex Media HQ right over there in Enfield, New Hampshire. Yes, I am in Vermont, but I'm right on the border. That's right, I'm a border person. I'm in a border town. Wellback Mountain is great. It is small. That's fine. It has everything you can ever want. You want easy groomers? They got it. You want natural, not groomed stuff? They got that too. They will wear you out. Believe me, I've left that hill panting. You need to learn how to do it. They got you covered. You want to ski at night? They got you covered. You want a decent price ticket and pass? They got you double covered. It's one of the best deals you can get in this area and in the region of New England. Whaleback Mountain also heard the most accessible ski mountains I've ever seen and ever been to. It has its own exit off the interstate. That's right, if you're tooling down I-89, you get to exit 16, jump off one mile right down the road. You can see it is Whaleback Mountain. Check that out. Ski there, snowboard there, just go visit there if you want to. It's, it's wonderful. It's great. I love it. I love the people there. They love me. It's a wonderful time. Whaleback Mountain, ski it to believe it. And Whaleback Mountain is, I'm looking at it right now here on my phone. I'm looking at the Communiski app. Uh, if you want to follow along, go download that now, iOS and Android. I use Android, so that's what we'll be using today. If you have iOS, I'm sure the UI is very similar, but we'll get into that. Today, we're talking to Charlie Walker. I've kept him here on hold for long enough. Charlie, how you doing? I'm uh, very well, Tim. Thank you very much for having me along today. Thank you. Well, I'm very interested because the app thing is now such a big part of our lives, and there are other ski apps. Um, if I reference any other ones, it's not kind of trying to push a competitor by any means. I wouldn't do that, but I have used slopes and that's the only one I've ever used. So that's the only one I can make a comparison to, uh, which we don't even need to do. Um, but before we actually get into the app, the inner workings, let's get into you, Charlie. Let's start with first who you are and what you do with communists. Thank you very much. Um, well, yeah, my name's Charlie. Um, and as you can probably tell by, by my accent, I'm originally from the UK. Um, which is where I grew up and I now live in Canada. I've been living up here for the last three years or so. Um, so my early ski career, because that's what we're here to talk about. So I'll, I'll very much focus my background on the skiing side of things. Um, was very much uh, a week a year uh, trip, either a family trip or a school trip um, to somewhere in Europe. Um, and that's how most people over in Europe um, ski. It's uh, a week holiday. Um, once a year rather than the sort of weekend trips that are probably more common over this side of the pond. Um, always loved skiing. My, my parents skied. My dad was a big skier. Um, and uh, when I was 18, I went and worked uh, a ski season before going off to university in, uh, in France. Um, had an amazing time out there. It was um, just a, a five-month party, to be honest, with a bit of skiing thrown in along the way. Um, a bunch of bunch of eighteen year olds working in hotels in in the French Alps was uh, was definitely a good way to spend uh, a winter back then, um, and we really lucked out that year with the snow. We had um, an incredible snow year, 
Um, Europe can sometimes be a little bit sketchy at times, um, but we, we had a, a really good year. One year we had five foot of snow overnight, um, which was insane. My manager's car was written off by a snowplow because it didn't know it was there on the side of the road. That's how much... <laughs> yeah, we were uh, we were like somersaulting off four floor balconies and just landing into the snow. It was that soft, um, like no- nothing hurt. It was it was incredible. Um, so yeah, I, I had a, a really good season. Um, then in in Europe, and then I, I came back and I went to university and spent some time traveling. Went back to university, um, and then I found myself working for one of the big four accounting firms and training to be a chartered accountant. And I will skim over that side of my life fairly quickly because it's this is a ski podcast and if i start talking about accounting then i'm going to lose listeners pretty quickly um (laughs) but um i realized fairly early on that it it wasn't the right career for me the big corporate world and i i ended up quitting the day i qualified um and I, I knew that that was coming some some time in advance um the way that that it, it works is you end up needing to have so many hours to qualify and that's always the last thing that that you end up ticking off um so you know pretty much the day that you're going to qualify you can you can work that out um quite some time in advance so i ended up leaving in february i'd uh, already brought my season pass for crested butte in colorado in august um so, so it was planned some some time in advance um i had a, a brother who was working out there and had been out there for a couple of seasons um and i'd uh I got an idea for a, a software product that was nothing to do with skiing. It was still in the accounting world. Um, but if I'm going to be sat in a bedroom writing software code, I could do it in the UK where there are zero ski resorts, or I can do it in Colorado where my brother is and go and spend a couple of months out there. Um, and uh, I don't know if you've had the opportunity to ski Crested Butte, but it, it's it's quite some mountain, um, particularly when you've been used to skiing uh, a week a year in Europe. And by that point, I'd been on the snow for 20 years, but I say I learned to ski in Crested Butte. Um, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's quite a big mountain. Um, we got a, again, another good snow year. My brother had been there for two years, so knew all the locals and it was very much keep up or don't bother coming. <laughs> um, so it, yeah, it was, uh, quite a, a steep learning curve, um, out there, but, but that really sort of properly cemented skiing in my career um and and my, my passion for it um unfortunately for the next few years i didn't actually get to ski because i was building up a business from scratch and uh i didn't have the time or the money to be able to to do it um but eventually that that business sort of took off and i got back on the snow and uh i sold that business in 2017 um and i didn't sort of make a, a huge amount of it definitely nowhere near retirement money um, but it did give me uh, a bit of time to sort of think and focus on what I really want to do with the rest of my life. Um, a- accounting wasn't passionate for me. I could do it. I was good at it, but it, it wasn't where my passion was. And I, I spent some time exploring a few different ideas and eventually realized what I'm really passionate about is skiing. That's what I want to do. Um, a-, a week or two a year is nowhere near enough. I want to be skiing for six, seven months of the year and still thinking about skiing for the other five or six months of the year um and so i knew that my next career was going to be something to do with skiing um i was toying with the idea of uh 
of um, doing a road trip around the US. And I was still living in the UK at the time, but I got a buddy up in Canada um, who lived in Calgary and I was trying to talk him into a road trip. And then literally just as I was starting this, trying to persuade him to take a couple of months off work and come and do some skiing. And he'd only started skiing a couple of years before when he moved to Canada. So he'd not, not been on the snow long himself. Um, and then they announced the Icon Pass for the first year. And I was like, right, well, this this is a, a, an easy win because it it, it makes the uh, the lift ticket situation, you know, cost wise, so much more more effective. And um, so we got the Icon Base Pass, um, and we spent two months from February nineteen road tripping from Calgary down to California, um, and hit up most of the Icon resorts that were on the pass at the time on the way down. Um, it was quite quite some road trip. We skied every day but one um for two months straight uh um, road trip and a half <laughs> around the cover number one and then skiing and driving each day not pulling in hanging out and then moving on that's a road trip kid holy shit yeah i mean there, there were a lot of sort of half day skiing ski in the morning and and get somewhere in the the afternoon or or ski the morning and then head off um early afternoon to to make a way to the next destination but um, the day we drove from trail to Bozeman in a complete whiteout, we didn't get the ski. But every other day on that trip, we we got thanks on. That's awesome. And I've heard that run in through Montana is can be something else with the snow just hitting you and slowing you down. That's great, man. Um, so, I mean, to me, that was uh, an excuse to do a two-month ski road trip. But it was also uh, about about researching um what i was going to do i knew i was going to do something in the ski world i knew it was going to be tech related but i didn't know what i was going to do um, and so i took that that opportunity to speak to as many people as i could on the road um it was pre-covid so you could chat to everyone on the ski lifts um i'd speak to people in the bars afterwards i'd chat to other campers in the the parking lots i'd speak to staff in, in queues and just sort of find out where, what the industry needs and, and where it is and there were a couple of things that came um, apparent um, fairly sort of quickly. Firstly, the industry does not do tech very well as a whole. Um, the whole industry is generally behind the, the, the times or on tech and, and, and not really leveraging it anywhere near its, its full potential. Um, there are some notable exceptions to that, but, but on the whole, that was, was kind of what I, I got, particularly at some of the smaller mountains. Um, and the other thing was there was not a single app out there that met everybody's need. If you're a skier and you're into using a, a technology and an app, you can't really get by with one app because you need something for weather. You need something for GPS tracking if you're into that. You need some way of, of communicating a, a, and catching up with your ski buddies and find out when they're going and which hill they're going to be hitting up. And, um, and those sorts of, of things. And you need a, a different app for all of these sorts of things. And then on top of that, a bunch of resorts have got their own apps. A bunch of resorts don't. But one thing that skiers definitely don't want to do is have to download a new app at every mountain they visit and then work out how to use it and, and what's different between this and the other one how do i find a piece map why can't i do this that i could do on that mountains app and uh and all of those sorts of things um and i i get that some mountains are very proud of their apps and they've probably put a, a bunch of money into them um but 
but the reality is that they're not used to anywhere near their, their full potential. Locals don't see that they need them because they know the mountain, they've been there their whole lives. This app's not really adding a, a huge amount to me. And a lot of visitors have already got some apps on, you know, maybe they have got their home mountains app or they've got some other app that they're already using for GPS tracking. And when they come and visit your mountain, there's not a huge incentive to, to get that app downloaded. Um, and, and I don't personally believe that those single mountain apps are, are the way forwards. Um, and so that's sort of where the, the idea for Community came from was bringing together all of this functionality into one place. Um, and then the more I started thinking about this, the more it sort of snowballed into it shouldn't just be the, the skiers and the snowboarders that we're, we're appealing to. We need to work with the resorts, um, and, and get them on board. Um, but we, we wanted to go beyond that and, and really immerse the whole industry and bring it together into a single place. So we're developing features for the local businesses um, to help them sort of promote their services and what they can offer, which just helps round out a ski trip if you're doing some other things that are, are off mountain or, or making it easy to find those restaurants or bars that have, have got the best reviews and, and that sort of information uh, and keeping things sort of very ski focused and ski specific. Um, and, you know, there's there's a bunch of information out there on hotels. You know, you can go to hotels.com or booking.com and search for a hotel and a ski resort. But the search criteria that you're given are generic for any hotel search. They're not necessarily going to help find you somewhere that's got a ski shuttle or that's got ski lockers or that's got somewhere sensible to hang up your wet clothing at the end of the day and dry it. And you'd be surprised at how many hotels near ski towns you get to and you're like, this, this hotel is really nice, but it's just not practical for someone on a ski holiday. It, it's it's fancy and it's great, but I prefer something a bit more basic and just a decent boot rack to stick my boots on at, you know, when I come in the door. Um, and so we want to sort of develop features that are, are, are focused to the ski industry and really help people connect with those businesses that are, are serving the ski industry and those businesses that have, have gone out of the way to to help skiers and snowballers on their trips we want to bring them to the front of our search results um rather than the ones that have paid the most or giving the most commission or, or however hotels.com and booking.com and the rest of them choose to order their their search results um so so that's sort of where the idea for community ski um sort of sort of came from it was from speaking to to literally hundreds of skiers and, and resort employees and um uh, and just people that, that work in the industry um, on, on that trip. And that's great. Um, this is what we've learned about Charlie so far. He's a he's a ski bum legit. Like, he's not just some app developer trying to make a couple bucks. Ski bum legit, been there, does it, does it a lot. And two, did not pay someone for his research, was doing it while ski bumming. You really can't beat that for first-hand knowledge. And... <laughs> Which, which is great. I think that is the best way to do it. And those research firms cost a lot of money. You can save a couple bucks just doing it yourself. Now, he's not kidding. The the app so far, Communiski, iOS and Android. Um, and again, I'm using Android. So when I talk about it, it's going to be for Android. Um, but I'm sure the iOS UI is... Yeah, pretty, pr pretty much the same, yeah. Okay, cool. So we're square. Now I'm looking at Whaleback. Now Whaleback is a very, very small mountain. They do have a website, 
but they are they do not have an app and they um are not they are independent so they are not part of you know they're not on the epic pass they're not on the icon tennis they're not owned by el Tira or veil or whomever else is out there but their page when you bring it up and the search is very easy through the top you click canada or usa and then find your state if you're in the usa which i am and then that's what i did usa new hampshire boom whale back right there now i as you said as a local i don't really need the app you know and, and again i work with those guys i know those guys shout out john hunt shout out alex sound everybody over there i love those guys um but it looks and feels once you're on that mountain that it's just the whale back app so the, i i and, and what you're providing, it feels like to me, is just an everybody their own app in yours. Yep, absolutely. Um, and, and like you say, it, it looks and feels like Whaleback's app when you're on the Whaleback pages. It's branded in their colors. It has their their logo, and that's the same for for the 400 results across North America that we've we've got loaded um, into the app at the moment. Um, so, so whichever resort you are you're at, you get an app that feels like that resort's app, but it looks and um, and works in the way that you're familiar with because it's exactly the same at, at every resort yeah it, it really is kind of wonderful because i was clicking around and i went to some of the other places that are nearby to me that i i would go to say the dharma skiway say saskadena six um that's something i didn't put it in yet we'll get to things you can add community additions so i'll, I'll get to, i'll come back around and get to what i was going to say there but when you go in it, it, it's very simple you want runs you tap runs you want lifts you tap lifts you want tickets tickets hotels all this stuff it's very easy very simple you go into hotels it even asks you you know what rating you want the amenities in it and the distance which is kind of wonderful because a place like saskadena six or dartmouth skiway they're out in the middle of nowhere there's nothing near there you got to go at least 10 miles before you find something so it, it seems to me, you guys set this up very, very well. And again, you did that with your own research. Say to, hey, people, like, would this be helpful? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we obviously went through a, a bunch of other apps and, and thought, what what do we like, thought, what they're doing, what don't we like? Um, we spoke to a bunch of people, mocked up prototypes and, and, and bashed them around. Um, and, and, you know, uh, th this app is is going to be developed for a, a long time this is is not a one and done thing we've got a lot uh, you know i've got a three four year pipeline of features features that, that we want to develop for this um and so it, it's going to continually evolve and we're going to take on user feedback as we go forwards but we we have absolutely tried to to get end user feedback involved in the early early parts of development very good and not only just end user feedback direct but like users seem to be able to change stuff in here that that seem or at least suggest changes correct yeah so um we we want this resort uh or this app to work at, at all 400 plus resorts across north america and we would love to be working directly with all of those 400 resorts and for them to use community as their official app but we're realistic and that's not going to happen um you know and it's going to take some time for us to, to start building up and, and getting resorts on board um, but we still want the app to work everywhere. And, and again, we're at a small startup. We don't have the resources to employ a, a team to continually be making sure that every 
lift run at every resort all of that information is up to date let alone all of the information on the bars the restaurants the hotels the shops the tour providers activity providers etc all of that information so we've built it um so that the community can can contribute and can recommend updates um and so if they spot something that's missing or something that's incorrect they can come in and, and fix it um and we've got a, a an approvals process to prevent abuse and we've got some controls so that the resorts that are actively managing their their mountain can they can manage that approval process themselves otherwise we hand it over to the community with a sort of upvote downvote um sort of process to to make sure that we've not just got people abusing it um with the the goal of creating the the most up-to-date resort database eventually for every resort in the world um that um that will translate into whatever language you you happen to use your primary language uh, we're not there yet for this season we're already available in english but um the idea is that particularly with the icon pass and the epic pass opening up their global destinations i think we will see over the the coming years more people traveling internationally and and to be able to go and use the same app in a resource in japan that shows you all of that information in english um is it's going to be a, a game changer i think for for pe- making it easier and more accessible for people to to travel to 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 these sorts of places i think you're right um like i I, myself i would love to travel just even further around the united states but also into canada i'm an indie pass skier so i have us and canada for days i can ski all over those countries yeah i have i have the indie pass too i'm sure doug will be more than happy to hear that Uh, um I do know that they work with one of your competitors, and uh, shout out to Rob Green. He and I were talking about that too, but that's okay. Yeah, that's cool. We'll 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 win Doug over at some point. There you go. I love the confidence. Now it's great to hear, not just the now using user feedback. It's a great selling point. It's really kind of cool. It makes you feel like you're you know helping out. But you're not wrong to to get done what you would have to get done logistically. There's no way you could have a staff to like that. You would have to have one person in every ski town on the planet, at least one person, to get yeah. that done. So without the user feedback, there's no way this would be possible, I don't think. Exactly. Um, and, and that's sort of where we want to bring the community together to, to help share their knowledge um, and, and and what they know about their local mountain or the places that they're discovering, at the, the things they're discovering at the places they're visiting and, and share that information with the community um and to encourage that we've built in a rewards program so you earn snow points as you contribute um to the community and the goal is you'll be able to spend those snow points for sort of real world goodies in our our snow point store um so sort of lift tickets um on mountain food um hard and soft gear season passes eventually um so the idea is that, that we we create this sort of circle where people contribute but they get rewarded for doing that awesome now i actually did a contribution just to test this out and again the the app is out there but there are still things coming online there's still stuff that's being worked out um but i wanted to try it so i tried it and one of the things i did is i went to whaleback mountain as you know just throwing out there my uh my user knowledge or whatever i only changed one thing it's summit chair all the lengths and vertical and elevations look right i can't remember offhand but then again i can barely remember my known name from day to day but the occupancy it was unknown 
So I threw the two in there. It's a double chair. I know that. And now when you look at it, when I'm looking at it, I see a thumb up or a thumb down. This is correct. This is wrong. If anyone says I'm wrong, I'm not wrong. I am right. Um, and there's a history. It says Erex Media. I did put the business name in, not my real name. I mean, I can, I don't care, but whatever. And it says two. So it not only shows what you've done, but what others have done to make this correct or incorrect, which again was part of, like you said, part of the systems you have in place to make sure people aren't just jerking around. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's part of the transparency as well. You know, when users are contributing stuff, we we want them to know that 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 information has been heard whether the community agrees with it or disagrees with it is out of our control but but you know and people can see that history so as a a lift maybe evolves over time and gets upgraded they can see okay it used to be a three-man chair and it's now a six-man chair um so yeah it, it it has a ton of features like for this like 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 we've both said it, it is like like i'm looking at whaleback and you can pick your, you know, you can tap favorite and now you have a favorites list so you can build up. You don't have to go back through and look for everything. Um, you know, it immediately came up with uh, today's offers at Whaleback Mountain. And again, there's nothing there yet. The season hasn't started. We're still working things out here. But it has everything you want or maybe even things you don't want or didn't even know you needed. <laughs> it's like it really is the combination of everything because, again, I use slopes and i used it mostly for tracking i like mapping data i like gps data i like looking at maps and it has you know the friends list you know so it has the social media kind of aspect but your app here takes that to a whole because that's like the two big features that that app seems to have like it tells you where you are it gives you your stats it tells you where your friends are at the place and that's it um, yeah it, it seems to and again as you said, your goal is to take that and then all this from the other and all this from another and boom, here it all is. Now the social part, when you look at where your friends are like, man, it, you can, you can find new friends. You can find your current friends. You can, you know, send them a request. They'll send you a request. You can even schedule your friends ski trips through this app. Yep. That's the that's the the goal so yeah we've got our, our ski groups feature um and this this actually came from an idea i had when my wife well she wasn't my wife at the time she was my girlfriend but when she was learning to ski she learned after we met um because that that needed to happen um so yeah um but but for the first few years that, that we skied together she was very much skiing different terrain to me and we'd we'd meet up in the morning and we'd do a few laps together and then she'd take a lesson or go and ski some greens and blues and i'd go off and find something more fun um and then we'd we'd meet up again but we both did quite a lot of skiing alone and it would have been great if there was some way just to find people to ski with you know and i'd chat to people on ski lifts and be, you know you'd find people to take a few laps with um which was was awesome but it would have been better if i'd just had an app and could go and see right who's at jackson hole today <laughs> let's go and play um and so that's where um the idea for our ski groups functionality came from um so you can create a group and push that out there and then say hey i'm going to be skiing at whaleback on sunday um and then all of your buddies if they've chosen to receive notifications when you say you're going skiing will get a notification saying hey tim's going skiing at whaleback on sunday and there's a group with a, a chat room that you can then chat to arrange ride sharing 
where you're going to meet up, whatever you need to. Um, and you can, you know, just go in and see a list of, of all of the, the places where your buddies are planning to ski um, coming up. Or you can create an open group and say, hey, I'm going to be at Whaleback. Um, no one to ski with. This is the sort of terrain I'm going to be skiing. Anyone want, who wants to, to come and join me, um, let's go and take some laps. Um, and then people can browse the open groups and, and see that, send you a message and take it from there. It, it, it really is functional. Like you don't even have to talk to your friends if you don't want to. Like, if you <laughs> just want to talk to them for ski days, you just look it up. And it's really great. I, I've done it. I put in a resort. I put in a date. And again, I, I just started. I don't have anybody else, uh, you know, anybody's on this yet. But it, it will tell you, buddy's upcoming plans. And it says I don't have any, obviously. But it, it will tell you. The open groups, if you are. Like, I'm pretty sure Ski XPD is going to have like, an open group set up for wherever I am during the year. Um, so keep an eye out for that, kids. Because I am going to use this. I'm telling you right now, I'm, the, I'm going to be going through this app all year and it should be great um especially for me because i like to drive around and while typically i am alone don't have to be and that's a beautiful thing you know we've all talked about it one of the things that really blew about the pandemic season was it wasn't as social a sport as it always has been and that it is a social sport and you've taken that into account yeah i mean and to me that's what it's about skiing is more fun if you're doing it with with friends and it's safer like there's no question that there were we spent quite some time at jackson hole and i definitely skied a bunch of lines i definitely shouldn't have done alone um <laughs> and um, i got away with it but there's no question that, that looking back at it that I'm, i made some questionable decisions there um and it, it would definitely have been safer to, to have had someone else to ski with um and it, it it really is more fun i definitely prefer skiing with other people um and sometimes your normal ski buddies aren't around um and so just being able to find some some new people that hey might might show you some some new lines some new spots you've not discovered before oh totally if you can you can make a friend on any given day at any mountain anywhere in the world um and this just makes it easier again it, it's like adding the social component so many people use instagram facebook twitter what have you this this has this gives you a small taste of that right in and again now you don't need 20 different apps you just made one yeah absolutely and i'm trying to be very careful with the the social side of things to to a keep things focused around winter sports um and to to stop the mindless scrolling i'm quite anti social media i don't really use facebook instagram twitter tiktok or or any of them um and and, and i don't i don't get the just spending hours scrolling through mindless videos and mindless posts just so they can show you more adverts um and so at the moment we don't have a a, a feed like that in community ski um it will be coming at some point in the future but i'm I'm working at how to do it so that it's not taking people away from real life. I don't want to keep people glued to their phones. I want people to use their phones as a tool to help them enjoy the the, the mountains in winter um, and to get off their phones and be getting out there and, and, and living life. Like life shouldn't be lived through a screen. We should use that to facilitate life, not, not to be life. Oh yeah, absolutely. Use it as a tool, man. I mean, in, in all, in all, you know, you don't paper maps are going away 
just environmentally unfriendly and just a pain to make and it, it's just not worth making them anymore boom yeah it's right here um you know and that the social i don't even think you would need the feed style like i really don't um it's everything is right there you got your basic profile when you sign in i have mine it says skirex media the skirex media email address the skirex media phone number add stuff which one you do how good you are the type of terrain and the passes you use and what more do you need especially when it's going to be someone like wait what does person x actually do all right i'm going to go hang out with them yeah, so uh, an interesting point you just mentioned there. I forgot about this, but yeah, you can you tell community which passes you hold. Um, any business out there, um, any restaurant, bar, hotel can claim ownership of their business within community or add it if it's it's not already in there. They can then say, "Hey, I offer Wellback pass holders a ten percent discount," and we will then highlight that in the search results to you because you hold have told us that you hold a Wellback season pass, and we match that up and and highlight that discount to you as a, a pass holder which is very awesome too that's true we've been like we have both alluded to it you especially that you're searching hotels but it's not just a search engine you're gonna see you know ski hotel one ski hotel two ski restaurant a ski restaurant b and it's also going to feel like their own branded stuff as well like their website and or app and or whatever Absolutely, yeah. The businesses can can brand their business page um, within Communiski. Um, they can add their own logo. They can make it look and feel like like their brand, which is awesome. You never know, kids. You might see Skirex Media pop up on this thing. I don't know how that would work. So I'm just a media, small little media company, but you never know. I might figure something out. And jump on this too. Plus, I like to be part of a group. I don't like to be alone. And like you said, 400 plus mountains on there now with room for others like i see some like I, I went into vermont new hampshire that's my areas that's what i know the most and i see a lot of bigger places and by bigger i mean as up to the size of like killington here in vermont or like loon and cannon and all those out there and again you're talking different passes icon epic independence there's small places like northeast slopes or cochran's these places that only have like surface lives a little bit but it's open to them as Absolutely. I mean, there, there's so many of those sort of, I'll be calling them bunny or rabbit hills, um, uh, all over the country um, that are, are such a, an important part of the industry. You know, they're often people's first experience on snow um, and they're absolutely um, welcome to to jump on board the app. Um, we, we don't discriminate based on size. We They're just a little bit harder to find the information out about and, and find decent listings of them so that we can get them, get them added. But um, as soon as someone lets us know that we're missing something, we'll we'll absolutely get it get it added. That man, they're right on top of it, or as best you can. Again, you're now dealing with hundreds of hills and of different shapes, sizes, areas, languages, all kinds of stuff. It's a lot of work. It sounds like a lot of hard work. I'm surprised you even have time to talk to me. <laughs> uh, it, it is a lot. I will uh, will definitely say I I probably work more than the average person um but um and particularly over the summer um and and that's sort of how we uh as a company and deliberately how I've, I've set up our development cycle is that's where the bulk of the development work goes on to to free up time to ski and enjoy the winter um you know our, our whole team uh are skiers or snowboarders um and it's important for me that they get out and, and ski in the winter as well very good 
Very good. And like I said, we've been going over all the kinds of different things. Again, learning the local area, if you don't know it, it's got it here. The mountain itself, it's got it here. Um, Non-ski or snowboard related activities, I'm sure you could find around. Um, I know, say you ski at the Hermitage Club or uh, Mount Snow, two places I, I which I grew up near, but I know there's places that do like snowmobiling i know there's places that do like the uh the 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 nighttime cold horse drawn snow carriages i know there's all kinds of stuff like that and all that will be in here too correct absolutely i mean any business can come and add their their products and services um in, into the app uh, and resell them directly through that um so that's the goal is to build up all of these these non-skiing activities as well as um the skiing activities um, and the on-mountain activities and get people on the snow more but if people are having just a more fun trip in general the chance of them coming back next year are greater right the more fun you have the more chance you're going to do it again totally absolutely now with that um i saw oh it seemed to me and again i didn't get to look through every single state and province but is it all alpine places right now or is there cross country in there as well no at the moment it is just the alpine places um we absolutely will be adding cross country to it and back country eventually as well we're gonna have everybody covered it's wonderful and speaking of having everybody covered something that is also done again we've been going through feature 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 and we've talked about the ski groups the gps tracking weather um local area you can, it seems like you're going to be able to work with the mountains to book lessons or other activities on hill right in there, buy tickets. Again, it speaks to having your own app as a mountain who, necess- who wouldn't necessarily have their own. Absolutely. Um, and I think, you know, particularly for those those smaller resorts, you know, the, the indie size resorts and smaller that, you know, as you say, well back at, don't have an app. And realistically, they, ne- they never will. They're never going to invest the money or the time into it. Um, and they can get on board with Communiski um, and start using the features that they want to. That's something else that we sort of have for the resorts is we don't have a, you have to use Communiski for everything. They can get on board to whatever extent they want um, and, and pick and choose the services that, that they want to. And all of our core resort functionality is free for the resorts as well. So the resort can come in, take ownership of their branding, take, um, you know, update their logo if they need to, they can manage their lift and run statuses in real time. Um, and all of that is, is completely free for the resorts. Oh, wow. So they can get in on ground level and then they want to do more. They can do more or they can do a little more. They can go full board. That's awesome. I really love that. Um, I love that you're going to get the cross country thing in there. That's something I'm going to get back into myself. Um, in fact, we talked to Reese Brown, head of the Cross Country Ski Area Association here on the program just recently. So make sure you check that one out if you haven't. Reese Brown, very, very interesting guy, knows everything there is to know about cross country. Um, and now it's, I'm looking here and it says one of the things you're going to be, again, you said three or four year rollout of all kinds of different features. I can only imagine what you could come up with in that time period. Like it's a short amount of time, but as long as your imagination is free flow and you're good you have a new ideas for competitive winter sports what do you got there? so um i i kind of my view of competitive winter sports at the moment is that it it doesn't attract people into the sport um and it's not doing uh, a great job of that and it's something that um actually on one of your earlier podcasts 
I can't remember which one it was, but it was one of the seasons um, where you were you were talking about wanting to get skiing on TV more. Um, and I think there are a, a lot of challenges with the current competitive sports that are out there that that don't make it a good TV sport. Um, one of which is that it's it's less relatable than other sports. And what I mean by that is if you're out playing soccer or you're playing American football at school or college um, or you play tennis or you play golf, uh, you know, if you do any of these sports, what you see on TV is pretty much the same as what you do yourself. When you watch skiing on TV, it is nothing like what you do yourself other than you've got skis on and you're on snow. But your average skier doesn't do slalom, doesn't do downhill. You know, it, it's it's actually quite a different sport recreationally to competitively. Um, I, I fully agree with you. Like, you know, you pick up a basketball. Maybe you're not as good as LeBron, but you're playing the same game. Yeah. Um, the, the other challenge with competitive sports is it's incredibly difficult to get into without knowing that that's what you want to do. Um, it's it's very difficult to sort of dabble in speed skiing um, or dabble in slalom. You've got to join a club. You've got to probably buy some gear. You've kind of got to commit to doing this before you even know if you like it. Um, and I think there are some ways that we can sort of adapt the whole competitive industry to make competition more appealing to your casual recreational skier um to change some of the focus of competition and maybe bring in some new types of competition um again i don't i really don't want to to offend anyone here but i i think downhill and slalom aren't as appealing to watch if you're not already into that sport i mean i generally don't watch a lot of competitive skiing and skiing is my life my biggest passion um i'll watch some of the x games i'll watch some of the big air because i find that interesting and you know that's exciting and some of the slope style and, and those sorts of, of competitions um i think they've got a a higher chance of attracting a tv audience um than the the more traditional um slalom grand giant slalom um those sorts of of competitions um and i think that they're trying to change the competitive landscape more towards that um bringing in competitions over shorter form courses that allow for a better crowd to watch and, and to congregate and and things you know and taking some some things from from elsewhere in the sports i think trying to bring a team aspect to it and I, i've got some ideas around this that are still early in the making so i'm going to too much detail but trying to to take it from the the very individual sport that it is at the moment and, and make it more of a team sport um and thinking along the lines of the sort of team gymnastics model where you've got a team that with a bunch of different like mini competitions and you put different members of the team forward to to a number of different competitions each um that come together to one sort of big team score um that i think might get be better at engaging people across different levels make it accessible from a really really low level um and make it maybe easier to rally behind a, a team than an individual who if they have a season off from injury the the, the their support base 
has got nowhere to go for for that season. Whereas if the team member changes for a season because someone's sitting out, that the, you've still got a team to support and and, and get behind. Um, so these are, you know, I'm thinking a, a long long way down the line. Um, you know, once we've got some some scale and we've got a bunch of users behind us, and we can start bouncing some of these ideas around the community, getting some feedback, and, and trying to come up with some ways that we can modernize the sport and make it more appealing to to the tv audiences and more appealing to get behind and as a result encourage more people into the sport and get more people sliding i like that and i agree with you fully uh it's you know i've told people you might it's not easy to find on a television on streaming it makes it a little easier but not always especially since it's the big competitions are international and we've seen the last couple of Olympics, if you lived on the East Coast of the United States and Canada, you might have to be up at three in the morning to see the live, you know, uh, competition. And we also know that pro sports does affect commercial. I mean, uh, recreational. If the pros seem to like it and look great, people are going to do it. Basketball, American football, um, soccer, you name it, you know, they'll want to do it. People look at skiing and like, it's kind of boring. And I get it. If you're not into it, it's watching people go down a hill. It's much more exciting in person, kids. Get out there and see with a uh, shout out to Killington where the ladies GS and uh, slalom season starts again this year. Black Friday weekend. I will be there as media this time, not just a spectator. Very exciting for me. Um, but you're right. It does need an approach to bring more. We were actually talking about the episode he was referencing as I was talking to Jacob Perkins, the speed skier, and we both said it, you know. Here, you know, some of these disciplines, they just don't have the coverage, so no one knows they're there. They don't know how to get into it. So it kind of affects it, and it kind of stinks because, not, you know, we want more people to be into it. We want more people to enjoy it. We don't want anybody to be like, meh, maybe because you're right. Sometimes you have to decide before you even know. And that's... Yeah, and I just, I want to make that that side of things more accessible. I mean, I want to make skiing and, and snowboarding just more accessible in general, but... I think I'd like to see more low-level competitions just sort of turn up and have a go for com- not complete beginners. You know, if you're you're still on green runs, then then competitions probably not not for you yet. But people who are just you know popping off little jumps in the park and let's give them an opportunity to compete against people at the same level for you know a plastic medal at the end of it you know who cares it's it's not about winning anything it's just about getting people involved and getting them getting them doing things um and i think there's a lot more that we could do on the mountains just to make it a little bit more fun um and encourage people to to come back next weekend and do it again and improve rather than i might come back next month yeah get into it and enjoy it love it find the passion for it and again, I always say, do it to your level. Do it the way you want to do it. Do it as much as you can. If you're doing it five days, that's great. If you, as long as you're having fun, that's better than the person who did it a thousand days and they're just doing it for bragging rights. They're not even having fun. Um, I, I, you know, do it, enjoy it, love it. And then if you want to go competitive, ask Benjamin Alexander, Jamaica's first skier. He went from nothing to an Olympic competitor in a very short time. Um, he didn't medal, but that's okay. He got out there, proved he could do it, and had fun doing it. It looked like he had a lot of fun doing it. We like Benjamin here. He's a good guy. Um, another point you made about community ski, this one kind of, you know, novel exit strategy planned. Are you planning to fail? Uh, no, not at all. 
Um, but what I'm not, what I'm not planning to do is sell this business to the highest bidder so that they can trash what, what we're creating, um, as so often happens. Um, and so, you know, I'm, I'm an entrepreneur, um, and, uh, I'm, I'm creating this is, is, um, a, a commercial venture that I'm doing. Um, but, but I wanted to find a way to make sure that what I'm doing stays working for the community. Um, and so what I'm planning is to sell the company one share at a time to the skiers and snowboarders of the world. And you can only buy one share. Okay. Um, so eventually, and, and it's, uh, a long-term sort of gradual process, but eventually I will lose control of the company to the industry, uh, to the community. Um, and they will then be able to vote on those decisions, but, but we'll never get to a, a situation where one of the, the big guys out there, whether that's in the ski industry or outside of the ski industry at the moment, sees this as an opportunity to come in and, uh, and commercialize it more or to, to make more money at the expense of the community out of it. Um, and also to remove, you know, that, that incentive to me to just sell it to the highest bidder. I, I don't want that. Um, I, I want to create this for the community and I want to make sure that, that it's always in the hands of the community. Um, and it's, it's working for skiers and snowboarders and not for, for some big co corporate profit. That's amazing. In the end, not only will as a community of users, will we be saying, okay, this needs to be fixed. Okay. I did this. Okay. This is really cool. Oh, this is a locals place. Shh, be quiet. And you can check mark anonymously. So any of you fools who are going to give away local secrets, you don't have to give away yourself and you won't get beat up. But seriously, eventually the community is just going to absorb it. That's great. Yeah. Um, and just, uh, coming back to that, that point you mentioned there about sort of adding those secret spots, those, those hidden things that, that you may not want the whole community to to use we are going to be bringing in um functionality that's specifically designed for sharing that sort of information those non-marked runs those hidden cliff drops those sort of really fun features on the mountain that maybe only the locals know about um but controlling access to it so i mentioned earlier that we reward the community for snow point with with snow points when they contribute some of that sort of really juicy info that you can't find anywhere else the only way you'll be able to access that is by exchanging your snow points. So the idea is you contribute to the community, you get more out. Nice. Um, and you won't be able to just pay for that. Um, we, we don't want to just encourage that. I can just throw money at the situation to, 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 to get that information because that, that removes away from what we're doing with the community and, and sort of encouraging people to, to contribute if you've not got the time to spend five minutes just filling in a little bit of information here or there just to, to share your feedback then why should you get access to the really juicy information that everyone else is sharing no that's awesome a little bit of incentive my friends to really get in there and again it's a very user driven app like if you want to do that you can build up snow points very quickly i mean it even says here how to earn them um which it says you get a hundred just for signing up well, there we go I mean, fight your friends, 100, missing data, 10, and there's all kinds of different things, including earning snow points if you're tracking your day. Uh, it says earn one for every kilometer you, you you skied. So if you're one of these people that gets out there from dawn till dusk, you're just racking it up. 
And that's the kind of person we all want to hear from anyway, because they know everything. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah. Um, and yep, like you say, you can, you can earn points just by, by skiing. Um, and, um, we are going to be de developing, um, functionality off that GPS data that, that, that we collect, which you can send anonymously, by the way, we, we're very sort of privacy focused as well. Um, we don't collect a lot of personal information about you that we don't need and, pretty much everything you've got the option of, of posting um anonymously um but we can start using that gps data to start providing real-time information about lifts and uh lift lines and um the the whether their lifts are running whether they're on holds um even if the resort isn't working with us because we can analyze that gps data in real time in the same way that google maps does to to give you real-time traffic information we want to ultimately be able to do exactly the same for a mountain so you can go okay well it's busy over there and it's not busy over there guess where i'm going um and you know try and help spread out some of the traffic at, at mountains because it does tend to congregate in certain places and and you know I, one of the one of the pieces of feedback that I, i've had a, a few times with this is the last thing we need to be doing is putting more people on our mountains there they're already too crowded um well I, I fundamentally disagree with that um i think if we could actually spread spread the ski traffic out um then we were we, we could cope with double the amount um of, of skier days that we have at the moment um it's a case of of trying to to educate skiers and snowboarders of where to go and when to go um and you know these play into some, some of the, the longer term strategies and plans that i have to be able to sort of direct skiers to to a different mountain maybe that, that they may have access to on the same pass but if it's dumped at one hill and not dumped at another in colorado where you've got access to, to both resorts then there are some people who don't like powder in fact most skiers don't like powder those of us that love the the three foot plus of, of powder to go and play in most people just can't ski in that um and we want to send those people to a different mountain where they're going to have a better day because the sun's going to be shining and there's not going to be spending the whole the whole day wading out of, of powder um and falling over and not send them to the mountain that might be you know 30 minutes the other direction um that got a foot of snow and it's going to be a bit colder and windier but the people that are wanting those conditions don't care about that um and so if we can find ways to sort of direct traffic to where they're going to have the best time rather than therefore just going to the same mountain um then we can start working to spread some of that load out um if we can start working on just the employment culture as a whole to be more flexible and if there's one good thing that came out of covid i think it shows a lot of businesses that being a bit more flexible with staffing doesn't necessarily hurt your business and does it really matter whether they do that work on wednesday or whether they do it on thursday evening friday evening and saturday um and if it doesn't matter then let them go skiing on wednesday because that's when it's going to be dumping powder um and if we can show and generate and collect stats over time that shows businesses look if you are more flexible with your employees they will 
be more loyal to you and they will work harder and there are many case studies that have shown this um but i kind of want to try and bring that very much back to the the winter sports industry and if we can just say to to employers generally in these these towns that are close to ski resorts look if it doesn't make a difference when your employees do their work let them take snow days they'll make it up at the weekend you know it's a an optional perk if it gets abused withdraw it um but i, I think what we'll see is more loyal employees um who are having more fun skiing um and, and the businesses actually benefit from that uh, as well and so you know once we've got scale and we've got you know hundreds of thousands or millions of users across north america we can launch a campaign that says right here's a letter we want you to email it to your boss um this is what we want them to implement is where practical where it doesn't harm the business and it doesn't impact the business in any way let your employees work more flexibly over winter Sure. And with some of the uh, information you can get, again, bringing it back around to where I, I made the comment about getting research teams and stuff, this costs a lot. Uh, I don't think community ski is going to be that kind of thing where it's going to charge someone a million bucks to figure this stuff out. Oh, uh, no. I mean, we're, we're, we're not going to be paying a million bucks and we're not going to be charging anyone else a million bucks for this sort of uh, this information. I mean, our goal is to, to use the app and to use technology to improve the industry for us all. Um, and to get more people out, more people skiing, more people riding. Um, and as a result, the, the resorts can grow. They can invest in more infrastructure. Uh, they can upgrade their lift systems. They can put better ticketing processes in place so that there's not queues at ticket windows. Um, you know, the more people we get in, the, the, the more the industry can grow. Um, and we can help address some of those capacity issues that way as well. Totally. And, and, you know, it's amazing. It's, again, this speaks to having all the mountains in one place, no matter who owns them, no matter which pass they're on, um, especially on the busy days here in Vermont. We know that Stowe this past season and has been just infamous for the, the, the auto traffic on the roads and the little town being jam-packed and tons of people just flooding in there epic past mountain just everybody's flooding stone people love it but right around the corner not far is bolton valley independent owned uh resort indie pass resort knows just as awesome the mountain is great if you've never been to bolton valley check that out shout out to Lindsay delore out there who's running the joint um very cool she's been on the program a couple times great place to go you could just pop on over around the bend in fact you can almost i think you might even be able to do a little ski touring between them that's how close they are nice. you, you'll spread them out like oh i didn't think about going over there let's go over there that's awesome that that's what we need that's what we need to do everybody spread out because not everybody knows like in vermont yeah i could tell you what's pretty much close to what's what and the road to take like no get off of route 100 it's going to be jammed go this way this way this way this way and you're fine but not everybody can do that and this app speaks to all of that that's awesome yeah um and you know and ski traffic is something that that's a, a problem for a lot of um areas and towns out there um you know there, there are like you say issues up in the northeast there's definitely well-known issues in the cottonwoods in utah and i-70 in colorado um, all of these places are, are known for their, their challenges and that traffic simply stops people spending more time on the snow. So that's something else that, that I think we can help address. I mean, our ski group functionality right now can be used to, a, to find some carpooling 
Um, so you can just create a group, say going to Whaleback on Sunday. Um, anyone want to ride share from wherever it is you live um, or anywhere along the route? Um, and you can just use it to, to ride share either with friends or with, with other people that you've not, that aren't yet friends, future friends. Um, so, but that, you know, again, long term, we can use some of our data uh, knowing when and, and, and analyzing, you know, skier traffic patterns to start telling local municipalities where they should be running their bus routes um, and what times they should be running their bus routes and actually collecting all of that information and being able to to say, right, if you run these buses, we can actually remove this number of cars off your road um, and get people to your mountain faster and, and help addressing some of that. And I know public transport's not as big in, in North America as it, it is in Europe, but I, I think we can... If we put good quality public transport that actually works for people um, and saves them time and money, um, then then I think we can start changing some of that. And it, it's not going to work for everyone, but if we can get some of people onto buses and out of cars with one or two people in, then we can cut the traffic down and, and everyone gets to the mountain sooner and everyone gets half an hour, an hour longer on the snipe or in bed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to roll it? That I get it. Sometimes I like to get that extra half hour sleep myself on ski weekend, but you're not wrong. Uh, I, I've told people I worked at Mount Snow. They say, oh man, now they're going to be charged up for parking. I was like, just park along the Moo bus route and get the bus. It drops you off right there and you don't have to worry about paying for parking, fighting for parking, getting hit in the packed park, packed park a lot. Take the bus. It's awesome. I've done it um, many times in many places. Um, it's a wonderful thing. And again, it speaks to the app being for everyone, just like skiing and snowboards and snow sports and snowboarding are for everyone. The app is for everyone because some mountain specific apps do have the same ride share or, Hey, I'm looking, you know, I'll drive if three or four people want to get in my car. Mountain specific apps have that. And maybe the Epic and Icon apps have it too. I don't remember, but not everybody does. And then again, like we said, whale back doesn't have an app at all but now you got you got 10 people who are using it right here in the upper valley say we got a band and we're going who wants to go done yeah and you know the other challenge with those those single resort apps is if you've got four or five resorts in your area that you might ski uh on any given weekend are you going to have all of their apps and check for ride shares against all of them you know being able to see the ride shares are all in one place of right okay on sunday tim's going to whaleback joe's going to somewhere else you know which which group do i want to get involved in um all in, in one place without having to switch from app to app to app and app um yeah we just hey get people on the snow more that's what matters it it, it is it, it's very wonderful it seems very functional i can't wait till the season you know officially starts here in the u.s and canada so we can all really jump on and use it and play with all the features and watch the businesses come online, watch everybody come online. And before we do any final plugs, tell you where to find it, how to get it, what to do. There's one more story I'd like you to tell it has nothing to do with community, but in one of your emails, you said your wife did most of her first run in a blood wagon and it was your fault. What does? <laughs> yeah. So I mentioned earlier that my wife learned to ski as an adult. Um, the first winter we got after we got together, I took her on our first ski trip. Um, she had a, a lesson in the morning, just on the, the sort of tiny little bunny 
slope um and i met up with her and she was doing awesome so i thought i'll take her up to do a, a proper green run now her instructor had told her to stay on the bunny runs the afternoon and and move on to green runs tomorrow but honestly she was doing awesome and i was like she can do this so up we go um and it's like the first or second corner and it was just sort of a little cat track sort of round the mountain back down um and as she got to the edge of the cat track she kind of panicked she was going very very slowly um kind of the ski went into the the edge uh of the the run didn't pop off and she twisted her knee um you know one of those sort of real slow um rotating falls and yeah i that was it i had to race down the mountain go and find patrol come back up get her into a blood wagon follow her down behind thinking because we'd only been together like seven eight months at this point um i was like i i've 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 blown this she's never gonna ski again um but she was an absolute trooper she was back on on snow by the end of the week um she came back out with me skiing after that next year we went to jackson hole um where she did uh, a bunch of skiing which is again not not a, a good mountain for complete beginners um particularly if you're sort of a little bit more more novice and throughout you know those first few years skiing she was always very clear in reminding me look i just want you to know i'm never going to enjoy the terrain that, that you start skiing i love skiing i'm i, I want to keep, keep skiing but i'm probably never gonna be up doing double blacks um and then on that road trip i was i did with my buddy um Tamsin had to to work back in the UK so she came out for a couple of weeks um, and joined us and we were at Big Sky and she called it um, early for the day. I've got a, a friend who lives in Bozeman and so he was showing us around the mountain um, and she she said I'm going to call it for the day, I'm going to head down to the base, grab a hot chocolate probably some tequila as well um, and, uh, and I'll, I'll see you in an hour or so um and so our friend gave us some instructions which she misunderstood and she found herself doing her first double black (laughs) 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 but she made it down it and uh and now she will ski the whole mountain with me um there's there's nothing that the well i said there's nothing she won't ski there's nothing that i'll ski that she won't so um so yeah no uh but yeah she she took her, her first proper run in a in a blood wagon um and I, and I really thought that that might be the end of us at, at the time so i was scared behind her i thought she is never forgiving me for this um but she did she's awesome there you go kids true love when you almost take her out and she'll still marry you that's yeah um and clearly a ski family the ski couple, ski bum life, road tripping, skied over 60 resorts in North America and Europe. Charlie, you seem to know what you're talking about, so it's good for you to get in and be the one building this app. So if you want to find out about it before downloading the app, you can go to communiski.com, C-O-M-M-U-N-I-S-K-I.com. Links will be in the show notes and description. Won't be hard to find. Just put in communiski in Google or Bing whatever i don't even know the search engines anymore but go put it in there you'll find it also in the google play store the ios app store you'll find it just put in community skiing you'll probably, probably just put in skiing apps i'm sure it comes up yeah you'd like to think so cool 
And I didn't test that. So if someone else wants to test that, I knew what I was looking for, so I just went for it. Um, but Communiski, very easy to find. Communiski.com. Anything else you want to throw out there, Charlie? No, I just want to say thank you very much for having me on. Um, I hope to to get on the stove with you at some point. Do you, do you ever make it out west? Uh, not this season I'm not going to. Actually, I've never been out west, and the plan was to go this season, but a lot of my season is going to be in New England. So if you're going to be in New England, Again, not this season. I've uh, never never skied the East Coast. Um, I want to, but when I currently live out west, it's kind of difficult to, uh, to get get on a plane and head over that direction or even jump in the camper and drive out that way. No, I get it, man. I, I wanted to get out west this time too, and I, I, I keep looking at the calendar. I'm like, man, I, I'm not even going to barely be able to get past New York State if I can even like that this year. So... We'll see. We'll get out there with Charlie Doe eventually. There's plenty of places. I know I'll be able to find them. I'm sure we'll be buddies here on the app. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, next season, that should be my Canadian invasion, hopefully. Treblant has my name on it because it's got a casino with a lift right next to the casino. I don't see how anybody could beat that anywhere in the world, but whatever. <laughs> oh, last thing. Businesses that the, the ski mountains and everything in town around it, is there a special place they should go to get in on this? Or can they just go to communiski.com as well and find contact information and stuff like that? Um, so if you are a resort um, or work at a resort and are interested in getting on board, then just fire an email to contact at communiski.com. Um, we just need to give you a code that you enter into the app and that will give you admin access to your resort. Um, for fairly obvious reasons, we're a little bit careful about who we give those out to. We don't just make it too easy. Um, if you are a local business, um, there's a good chance that we've already got your business in Communiski. We used some uh, open source listings to to populate, and there's probably nearly 40,000, 50,000 businesses in ski towns already loaded into Communiski. Um, so just just find, find the business, and then in the top right, corner of the business page there's a, a menu and on that there's a claim this business link um and you click that and it'll allow you to, to claim ownership of the business um which will then allow you to to set up the branding and start adding your your products and your services and gives you just sort of a bit more access um than than otherwise um if the business isn't in there then you can just add add the business um anyone can add a business and at the the end of that process there's a checkbox that says i own or work at this business and if you check that then it will will give you admin permissions of the business when it gets created very good so it's very easy i'm sure they can help you out if you need help um get your businesses in there i i foresee this being a big to do so get your businesses out there get them in there um like like charlie said the, the core functionality isn't going to cost you anything so if you like it great keep going that's awesome. Like I said, you might see Skirex Media pop up there. You never know. Also, Facebook and Instagram, Communiski, the usual places. Contact through that. Contact us link on Communiski.com about everything you need. Go to the website. Go into your app store. Get the app. Everything's there. Easy. Charlie, thank you very much, sir. I appreciate you coming on. No, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Dude, uh, I hope we get out there at some point, if not this season, next season. And uh, let's see, what else is there? Communiski, like I said, .com, 
Links will be in the description. Do not check the description if you are driving. That's just silly and you'll get a ticket and it's not cheap. Wait till you get to a parking lot and then check it. If you're listening in the car, if you're just listening at home on your phone, on your computer, wherever you listen to podcasts, because the Ski Rex Media Podcast is available just about anywhere you want to find it. And that includes Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, you name it, you can find me. Use the Podbean app to find it even easier. Plus, you'll have the opportunity when the loud streams start to interact, call in. Remember call in radio, Opie and Anthony, Howard Stern, Don Imus, remember all of them? I'm going to try it too. I think that's everything for me. Also, check out patreon.com slash skierxmedia. Check that out. If you want to support the program and get early access to the podcast, again, Charlie, thank you. I will be using Community and I hope everybody else does too, man. Brilliant. Thank you very much. And of course, you are welcome, Charlie. Charlie Walker, everyone. There he goes. Thank you to Charlie Walker for being on the podcast. Thank you to Rob Green also at Community for getting and helping set this up so we could have Charlie on the podcast now before i finish up the episode here again i have to apologize for the audio you, you hear a few little dropouts here and there right i mean you got 99 percent of it a few little drops why because my audio did not come out the way it should and to fix it to get you 99 percent, we lost about one percent it sucks and it should be ending yes Please bear with me as I switch recording providers, as I switch recording services for these remote interviews. Thank you. I appreciate you bearing with me, and I appreciate you enjoying the content even through the weird and odd audio issues, man. I, I do appreciate it. So, to close out the show, Communiski at Communiski.com. Uh, Communiski on, as we said, social media. You can find them. Charlie doesn't use it personally, as he said. And actually, I really don't either. Skirex Media social media is far more active than Tim's social media. That's for true. Anyway, Communiski, very easy to find. Head to your app store, whether it's iOS or Android, and you should be able to find it. Now, the version I was using while I was talking during the interview was a little bit of a preview version, kind of. In any case... The full version of the app has been launched on November 18th. Now, some of you might have been busy with Snowbound, the Snowbound Expo down there in Boston. I was down there on Friday the 18th myself. If you were, go get the app now. I know I have it. I'm only going to be able to be, I was only able to be out Snowbound for one day, which was kind of disappointing, but things happen. Go get the Communiski app now. All the links are in the description, the show notes. Very easy to find. If I keep saying Communiski, it's going to be buried in your subconscious anyway, and you're going to want to go look for it. So go ahead and check out the app, the Communiski app. That's the one I'm going to be using. Make sure if you're using it, that your friends are using it, that you set up the groups, that people can find you on it. Ski Rex Media will be able to be found on it. Encourage your local business and your local ski hills to use it. That way everybody can be on the same page all the time and it will be wonderful, right? Right. Again, thank you for joining me on the Ski Rex Media Podcast and thank you for checking out my sponsors and partners, Whaleback Mountain, which you know about and heard at the beginning. And here at the end, let's talk about real quick Saint Skis. Saint Custom Skis and Snowboards from Gorham, New Hampshire. You have an idea that you want. You want your graphic to look a certain way. You want your width to be a certain width. You want your length to be a certain length. You want your rocker and your camber and all those other good functional terms. You want all that customized to exactly what you want 
go to saintskis.com and they will hook you up with that. You tell them what they want, what you want, and they will build them. Shout out to Saint Skis. They are building me a custom pair of Ski Rex Media skis, one of a kind. They will be on my feet for the majority of this season and every season after this because I'm thinking they can take a beating. Saint Custom Skis and Snowboards, Gorham, New Hampshire. Check them out, man. The Saint Gelay family, very awesome. Kevin and KJ. KJ will be on the podcast later in the coming weeks, later on in the season, in the coming weeks is what I was going to say. So don't forget to check that out in KJ's top notch tuning. But Saint Skis, Saint Custom Skis and Snowboards, check them out if you want something custom made now i think that's it for this one everyone i hope you had a good day i hope you had a good weekend at snowbound i did have a snowbound episode so if you haven't checked that out yet please do so at least i think i did you see this is tim who hasn't gone yet this is actually thursday and i'm talking like i have gone but let's be honest let's be honest with the recorded podcast i'm going tomorrow and I think I had a podcast about it, at least a recap, maybe something written. Go ahead and check that out. Ski Rex Media on social media, skirexmedia.com. All that stuff, very easy to find. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the ski season. It's been snowing here in New England. Finally, the mountains are starting to open up. It's going to be a good one. And I will see you out there. And you'll be able to find out where I'm skiing on the Community Ski app. See what I did there? All right, everybody, enough enough of this. Go check out my partners, Whaleback and SaintSkis.com. Wow, I made that sound like all one thing. Go check out my partners, Whaleback Mountain at Whaleback.com. St. Custom Skis and Snowboards at SaintSkis.com. The Community ski app of course and then anything else you want and i'll check you out there i'll see you out there check you later (laughs) bye everybody